Women of Faith Podcast is a transparent, Bible-based podcast that talks about how to walk out the Christian faith. We are two cousins sharing what it means to be women of faith. We offer real-life scenarios, life experiences, and wisdom to encourage our listeners to take cues from God instead of culture. Our goal is to impact women from all backgrounds as they walk on this journey of faith. Through listening to our podcast, women and men will grow deeper in their relationship with God, learn to hear from Him, and gain confidence to face the adversities of life. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our channel. Yes, welcome back. Yes. We are so excited to dive into part three yes. of I Want It All Back, our new series. Mm -hmm. Yes. So with this new series, we're going to just dive into what are the things that we actually did to be able to put us in a position yes. to be able to get those things back. Yeah. Um, and we just have a list of different things we're going to go through and just kind of talk through um, that we had to do ourselves to be able to put ourselves in a position to be able to receive those things back. Yeah. And, and when I say that, you know, at the end of the day, um, God has a plan for all of our lives and he has a purpose for all of our lives. But if we do not um, govern ourselves a certain kind of way in regards to being obedient, um, seeking him, trusting him, um, obeying him um, just in regards to what he tells us to do. We can, you know, prolong, prolong what he has for us mm -hmm. and put us in a position where we could possibly not receive it mm -hmm. um, because we're not obedient towards, you know, to what he's saying for us to do. Right. When we're out of position, there's a delay. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes that that can lay, delay can lead to never receiving it. Yeah, unfortunately. So we're gonna prepare you guys. Yes. Okay? <laughs> what worked for us? What is talked about in God's word? And the very first thing. Yeah. That helped us prepare. That we're gonna talk about. That helped us prepare to receive everything back is fasting. Yes. Fasting, <laughs> y'all. I I gotta share a little story about fasting. Right. Last year. I was watching a YouTube video by Tony Evans, and he was describing the importance of prayer and fasting. Yeah. And he said something that stood out to me and that forever changed my life. And he said, some people would have had what they wanted 20 years ago mm. if they would have prayed and fasted. Yeah. And I said, oh, no, that will not be me. <laughs> I was like, what? 20 years? They could have had what they wanted 20 years ago? Yeah. If they would have just prayed and fasted? Mm. It was that simple and that easy? Yeah. Praying and fasting? Yeah. I said, it won't be me. Oh, no. I yeah. want to receive everything that God wants me to receive right now. Yeah. And his, well, I don't want any delays. Yeah. I want to receive all that he wants for me right now. All that yeah. he's planned for me right now. I don't want to be that person that looks back. And, and think, oh, it could have been, you know, 10 years back or 20 years back <laughs> if I would have just been submitted to God. Like, no, no. But thank God for his grace. Mm -hmm. But still, no. I'm young, and I heard that. I said, okay, this day forward, and I'm going to tell you all, before then, before last year, I really wasn't serious about fasting. <laughs> like, I didn't really know much about it. I was like, oh, me putting food aside or me switching up my meals so no meats no dairy i don't know about that mm -hmm. like that sounds hard and i but no when he said that people would have had what they wanted mm. years ago if they would have prayed and fasted yeah i said oh no i got serious and y'all the bible even talks about how some things only come as a result yeah through prayer and fasting mm -hmm. 
sometimes God won't really move on a situation yeah. until you pray and fast. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there's a passage in the Bible where basically the disciples are wondering why they weren't able to perform a miracle, but Jesus was able to. Yeah. And this passage is in Matthew 17. And he basically says that some things don't happen except by prayer and fasting. And this is when he healed a demon-possessed person. Yeah. And so it's evident. It's right there. Like some things you actually have to pray about and not only pray about, but fast about. And honestly, fasting enables us to really humble ourselves before God. It, and it enables us to really rely on his strength yeah. instead of our strength. And y'all, God will begin to speak to you. He'll begin to confirm things in your life. Like fasting really does wonders. Yeah. And also, I want to mention another verse in Matthew 17 that went along with this passage when Jesus healed the demon-possessed child. He said in Matthew 17, 20, Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So when you pray and fast, have faith Mm -hmm. that God is going to move in your situation that you're praying and fasting about. And I'm telling y'all, just like he did for me, he moved. Because what I thought I lost was a purpose and career and job and I honestly I lost it for a season I was unemployed um and for the longest it was like almost embarrassing <laughs> like, so long and I'm like with no job yeah. and it did not start to change until I prayed and fast mm. during the time I was praying and fasting for a job that's when it happened mm. and not only that but I had faith I started to put in action Okay, who can I reach out to? Okay, who can I connect with? So it's like you have to believe that this can happen. You have to take the steps for this to happen. And honestly, y'all, fasting is important. And Tony Evans actually has a book he wrote on fasting. And it's called Tony Evans Speaks Out on Fasting. So check that out. And you'll start to understand, like, what is fasting? What is it all about? Why is it important for my life? And honestly, when you begin to do it, if you do it already... I know your life is being transformed. I just know that <laughs> from what, what happened to my life when I started praying and fasting. But if you aren't into fasting, I'm telling you to encourage you to get into it. Because I don't want you to be the person that could have had what they wanted 20 years ago <laughs> if they would have prayed and fasted. I don't want it to be you. Yeah. Don't let it be you. <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly is fasting? Like, What are you doing during a fast? So during a fast, you're basically just putting aside your wants and desires. And most of the time it's food. So you could do the Daniel fast where you're abstaining from meats and dairy and other certain foods and just eating mostly uh, vegetables and fruit. Or it could be just a fast where you're just drinking water Mm -hmm. for maybe three days straight. And the timeline, it, it depends. Like usually for the Daniel fast, it's 21 days. Um, and there's certain foods that you cannot eat. There's certain foods you can eat. And I'm, I'm telling y'all, just go and Google. <laughs> like, I'm not going to sit here and explain all the thousands yeah. of fasts. It's not thousands of fasts, but so many of them. Yeah. Um, go on Google if you want to do a certain. I know there's like an Esther fast. Fasting also can include fasting from things like social media. Yes fasting from the gym or like different things that take so much of your time that distract you from spending time with God Mm -hmm. Um, and just having that quiet time because sometimes like 
I've fasted so many times that fasting from food is not hard for me. Yeah. But fasting from social media, that's a challenge. Because like, we yeah. get so used to it. Yeah. Like, so used to opening the app and scrolling. Yeah. So that whatever you, you know yeah. that it has a hold on you, mm-hmm. fast from it. Yeah. God will start to move. Yeah. Yeah. And your, your mind will be clear mm-hmm. to be able to hear from God. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the, the food that you're, that you're supposed to receive during a fast is the word of God, because mm. that is the meat That's that you another thing eating. about fasting. Yeah. You're not just withholding um, and abstaining from certain foods and vegetables. You have to replace it with something. Mm-hmm. So if you're not eating for lunch or breakfast, what are you doing? Reading God's word. Yeah. Worshiping him. Yeah. Spending time with a believer on the phone, talking about the goodness of God. Yeah. So you actually have to do something in place of that. Yeah. And in the and in the moment of doing that, it really does fill you up. Mm-hmm. Like, you may not feel like you eat a cheesesteak, you know, <laughs> but it, tip, it really does fill you yeah. up with the goodness of God. Like, when you are in his presence, yeah. it fills you up. Yeah. It truly mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. It makes it worth God's it. God's presence is something different. <laughs> it's something different. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And having a really good playlist, I would definitely suggest yes. to be able to play throughout the day, yeah. just to minister, just to keep the atmosphere just, you know, in a in a heavenly place mm-hmm. to allow the Holy Spirit to come and just to fall on your on your room, on your on your home mm-hmm. um, to invite him in. Um, you'll have moments where you just listen to, listening to a worship show, song, you'll just start crying. Yes. Because, like, you'll just feel the presence of God, you know, mm-hmm. in that song. And God will start to speak. Yeah. That's one of the things I love about prayer and fasting. He will start to speak to you. Yeah. In like, different ways. Yes, and confirm things that you're praying about, whether it's a relationship, a job, whether it's healing, whether it's for a family member. He'll yeah. start to speak to you and show you. I'm working on it, daughter. Yeah. I'm working on it, son. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And that brings us to our next one, yes. which is healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand this so well because, as you guys know, I am in a season of healing and, and growing from what I, I previously experienced. Um, and healing is a every single day journey. Yes. Um, that. That's one thing that I really want to want to uh, emphasize is because a lot of times people who have not healed will make you feel like healing is a destination. Wow. It's a journey. Wow. It's a every single day. Wow. Like fight. And so we could have Yes. <laughs> it's it's not you don't it's not a destination. Wow. Like it, it could be something that you've experienced in your childhood. It may not affect you the way it did years ago, but it still lives with you. Mm. And you may still have memories of that. Um, but it's important that we take the proper steps to be able to deal with those things and mm-hmm. to bring them up um, from those th- those those dark places that we want to hide and cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what is healing? The Bible speaks on how by his stripes we are healed mm-hmm. um, by the blood of the land oh, that we are yeah. healed. Yeah. Um, so what are the different things that we have to do to be able to heal? And a part of that, honestly, is reading the word of God, is being able to allow the word of God to be able to pour into our wounds Man. and to begin to heal us as well as doing things in the in the 
the physical, going to counseling, getting a counselor, speaking to someone who um, who is a Christian, has a Christian background, but they can also give you the everyday um, natural uh, human um, uh, just examples that, that we go through in life to be able to help you with those every single day things that you actually deal with. Um, and speaking to them, having godly counsel, whether it be a pastor or just other people that you um, respect in the church, um, that can just help you to be able to grow and talk to them, be vulnerable with them, um, have friends, family members that you trust, that you can speak to, that you can be able to vent to when you're having different issues um, that will help you to be able to release it so you're not harboring things. Yeah. One thing that I really... Um, had to allow myself to get to is a lot of times as women, especially in this generation um, mm-hmm. of growing up and a lot of us experiencing a lot of heartbreak or just experiencing um, disappointment, a lot of us have become hard and we become so guarded of our hearts. So when it comes to like uh, healing, we are hard mm-hmm. and we don't want to deal with it. We want you to want to feel it. So we close up. So when different things happen, we don't want to cry. We don't want to let it out because we're like, oh, I can't, I can't deal with this right now. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't feel this right now because I have to, I have to be strong for this. I have to be strong for that. I can't feel this right now. But all that does is build up a wall of hurt. Mm-hmm. It just continues to build up, build up, build up until you burst. Wow. And it's not healthy. So when you have moments when you may have a trigger where you're reminded of a past hurt or a, a past trauma, it, in that moment, if you want to cry, cry. Let it out. It does not mean that you're weak. You're just having a moment. Mm -hmm. And all moments pass. It's a moment. So allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling in that moment. And I had to allow myself to give myself grace for that because I would have times where I would just cry about what I went through or just different things. And I'm like, why am I still crying about this? Like, why am I still hurt about this? But it's not that you're you're hurt. Tears are a, a form of healing. Amen. And literally, I was I would tell myself that as I would cry, I would feel like a weight was lifted off of me. I would Amen. feel so Ooh. much better. Yes, and you could even do that when it comes to going to the gym, you know, just changing your lifestyle and into a more healthy lifestyle. Even in that, it helps to release that that trauma or helps to release that depression or whatever you're feeling. It's an outlet for you. Mm-hmm. We all have to have positive outlets to be able to release those things mm-hmm. um, coupled with counseling. Um, like I said, reading the word of God and having good people around you to lift you up, to encourage you, to be able to support yeah. you. Yeah. Um, it's, important. it's important. And like yeah. I said, it yeah. is a consistent journey. Yeah. It's not a destination. Yeah. Another thing I want to mention is healing is also forgiving. Yes. Woohoo! Hey! Hurt in healing. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? Okay, <laughs> letting go of the past, letting go of what that person did to you, yeah. letting go of what you allowed, yeah. giving yourself grace and compassion. You are human. Yeah. We have a sinful nature. God is still going to use your story. Bad good mistakes yeah everything for his glory yeah nothing will be wasted and if you can just meditate on that that word romans eight twenty eight, where he talks about how he god uses all things for our good um and and realize you know in order for him to really work in a situation it requires us 
to forgive sometimes. Yeah. And you have to be able to forgive without having the without receiving an apology. Yeah. Like that is the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. When the person that hurt you or the people that have hurt you aren't even sorry. Yeah. And God's word instructs us to love our enemies. Wow. It mm-hmm. instructs us to forgive. Seventy times seven. Yes. And, and honestly, <laughs> it can be hard. I know for me and myself, but what helps is literally asking the Holy Spirit to assist. Yeah. Help me, Lord, to forgive. Yeah. Help me, Lord, to let go. Yeah. Lord, help. I need your help. And he'll give you the help. Yeah. He'll give you the strength. Yeah. He'll give you everything that you need so that you can heal properly. Yeah. Forgive like you want. It's not in and of our strength. Yeah. It's not in and of, you know, us doing the work. The Holy Spirit will begin to work. And you'll start to be surprised <laughs> at the changes you're making, at yeah. the people you forgave. You'll be like, wow, I really let this go. Yes, it's because you had the Holy Spirit to lead you to help you. And yeah. I also want to add to that is that sometimes people people make it seem as though like forgiveness means that you forget. Yeah. You don't forget. Mm-hmm. You're not going to forget what that person did to you. So if you if you are still dealing with the thoughts of it, don't think that it means that you didn't forgive them, mm-hmm. because you you cannot forget it. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't allow anyone to make you feel like you haven't healed because you still remember. Mm-hmm. You'll always remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just ask the Holy Spirit to deal with to help to deal with those thoughts that you may have. Um, even and it's, and it's funny because just like healing is an every single day process, so is forgiving. Mm-hmm. Whenever it comes, whenever the memory comes back again, you have to forgive them again. Yeah, like it ain't it's just not. It's not just a one time thing. Oh, I forgive them. That's it. No, yeah. when you when you have those feelings again, when it tries to mm-hmm. when it tries to boil up again, I forgive you. Yeah. You have to consistently make the decision yeah. to forgive. You have to consistently make the decision to remain in a place of working on your healing, working mm-hmm. on growing, work, working on being better. Yeah. Uh, which, which leads us to our next topic mm-hmm. is taking accountability. Yeah. So being able to say, you know what, this is the part that I played. Mm-hmm. This is this is the part that I played in in my hurt or in this in this process. Like take accountability for the part that you yourself have played mm-hmm. because we're not perfect. Yeah. Like we can't sit and point the finger and say, oh, you did this to me or you did that to me. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we saw it coming <laughs> and we ignored it. <laughs> we thought, oh, I can change them. Oh, they're, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the God, you'll, you'll change them. Mm-hmm. He was giving you the signs all along, sis, and you, was, you were ignoring mm-hmm. them. <laughs> like he told you about five times he wasn't the one, sis. And you said, but God, I think I can change them. Mm-mm. Only God. Can only, only God. And, only God. And the thing is, even with that, that person has to decide to let God move. Yes, because God is not going to force them. Yeah. So we have to be able to take accountability for our roles, the parts that we played. Um, and just to give examples, to just like what I experienced, um, I had to take accountability for the fact that I did not, did not listen to the red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not listen to when God would give me signs. I tried to look over it and pray, pray it out away. Pray through it, okay? Pray it, pray it away. Ain't nothing wrong with praying, but like when the red flags are there and you're still praying, yes, 
with the red flags all around you, signing. <laughs> right. And ladies, we're, we're, some of us, we just be guilty. <laughs> Yes. And I want to read. So what is it? What is taking accountability? So with accountability as a core value, mistakes aren't hidden. Blame is not shifted and trust is not lost. Instead, accountability breeds trust among um, the team members, amongst clients, um, amongst whoever, you know, you're you're encountering. Mm -hmm. I mean, mistakes are owned. And they are correct. That's a green flag. Accountability. Yes. When your man takes accountability. Woo! And the fourth point is surrender your plan for his. Yeah. This is how you get things back. You literally just give it over to God. Mm-hmm. Your will, your plans, your dreams, your ideas of how you thought your life would be, of yeah. how you wanted it to be. And you just surrender it to God. Yeah. Because ultimately, God knows the best way. He knows the best plan. And he ultimately wants that plan for you. And it mm-hmm. talks about that in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So he has a future full of hope. Yeah. Like his plans are great and yeah. grand. It's almost like an example of you holding something like a small teddy bear in your hand, but God is behind you with a huge teddy bear. I don't know if you guys see that picture that goes yeah. around where the person is holding something they don't want to let it go. Yeah. But God has something so much bigger for them. And that's how it is sometimes in our Christian walk. We don't want to let go. Mm-hmm. We don't want to surrender. Yeah. We don't want to just give it over to him. We are so stuck in our own ideas, thinking that they're the best, our own ways, thinking that it's the best way. But in reality, it's not because yeah. God is perfect and he knows the best way. So that brings us to our next um, topic. And our next topic basically is just talking about how we can sometimes make those things that we desire idols. Um so the Bible speaks about that and the Bible speaks about idols. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says that, you know, uh, and we're, I'm not even, we're not even talking about just like the idols in regards to just, um, you know, marriage, kids or mm-hmm. um, your career. Mm-hmm. But idols are also things like crystals, you wow. know, sage and those yeah. different things that you, that you that you feel like are a way to cleanse you or, you know, cleanse the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Those are idols and those are not of God. Mm-hmm. You know, because we we put them over God and it's not it's not right. You know, so, you know, what does it mean? What does the Bible talk about when it comes to when it, when it speaks about idols? The Bible says in Psalms 97, 7, it says shame covers all who boast in other gods for they worship idols for all the supernatural powers once worshipped the true and living God. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, all those different things had to come to God at some point because mm-hmm. he is the ultimate God. You know, so we can't put all of our trust and hope into wanting to be married to someone because at the end of the day what if god doesn't give it to you like you this is this is the one question i want you to ask yourself if god never does what you're praying about will you still love him will you still serve him if you were if you never were married if you never had kids that's the part in a place in your heart that you have to get to that you love God so much that if you never, if he never answered your prayer, if he never answered it, that you would truly, genuinely be okay. 
And I don't know if I can say that, you know, confidently right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on that within myself, Mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. But that is a place that we have to get to. Because if you you cannot say that you truly love God without the things attached to what God brings, Mm -hmm. do you really love him? Do you like God for who he is or for what he does? For what he does or what he he can bring you. That's that's a a question. I got to sit back and think about that too. Yes, because that's hard to mm-hmm. to say, you know, what if he doesn't do it? Mm-hmm. What if he lets you down? Yeah. What if I thought he let you down? Yeah. There are some people who have unfortunately passed away who have never experienced being married, mm-hmm. never experienced being a mom, never experienced, you know, reaching the goal that they had for themselves. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that God's less good. Okay. You know, so like we not to say or not, not to discourage you. But we can't get so hooked on the things that we forget the person or the being that created the things that mm-hmm. we desire so that much. Is really enough. Yes. And sometimes, it, even saying that, you can feel like, is he really? Because there's so much this world <laughs> offers. Even something that, you know, we need, like water mm-hmm. and food to survive. But at the end of the day, God is enough. Yeah. Like God is truly enough. Yeah. Blessing or not, God is enough. Mm -hmm. He is really all that we need in this life. Yeah. And one thing I want to also add to that is I believe that a lot of times when you get to a place where you know for a fact that you would be okay if you didn't have it, typically that's when you get it. Mm -hmm. Because it's like God knows that when you when I give it to you, you'll be distracted. When I give it to you, you won't you won't put me on the back burner because mm-hmm. I'm number one in your life. Yeah. So that brings us to the ending of our podcast. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like we've talked about just so many great nuggets within this episode alone. Um, so we hope and pray that it has been benefited you, that you mm-hmm. guys have gotten something from it. Um, we want to be more and more transparent with you guys as we continue on our podcast because yes. we know that it helps to get you guys to understand that we're human mm-hmm. and that we're just like you. We have struggles. Um, but the only difference is that we just honestly want to help you guys understand that um, that you can do it with God mm-hmm. and that when you do it with God, there is beauty that he turns your ashes into something mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. Um And we look forward to continuing and talking more with you guys. Um, So, yeah. Hope you guys (laughs) enjoy and we will see you next time. Yes. Bye.